This is Nicole, and now we are moving into uh, homework assignments number 15 and 16. So you've done your um, inventory of your resentments, just the things that you're angry about without going across the rows or just like the who and the what you're angry about and then the why. And the question that I like to think about for this assignment is, you know, where does it hurt? And you're answering that question. You're answering that question in terms of throughout your whole life. It's like, where does it hurt? Where are all the things that hurt you? Or what are all the things that hurt you? And then homework assignment number 15 is that you make an appointment in a safe space to have someone listen to your anger inventory. Hopefully it'll be your sponsor, but um, uh, it might not be. It might be a partner in recovery where you're going through the steps together. Um, or it might be a therapist. I uh, recommend a sponsor or a partner in recovery. Also with this um, assignment, by the way, I think I forgot to mention that with homework 14, you're to read step four in the AA 12 and 12 in the women's way. So um, by the end of homework assignment 14 and 15, you will have read all of your resentments to someone or yeah, read them out loud to someone and then also have read um, step four in AA 12 and 12 in the women's way. Then you can go on to uh, homework assignment number 16, which is to read page uh, 63 where you left off from doing your third step and then you start where you left off there. I think it's the second to the last paragraph and you read that all the way to page 71. Um, and that so that covers the four step in the big book and that shows you the the worksheet the columns that everyone talks about um, in this podcast I'll include links to those worksheets and now you finish all four worksheets the resentment worksheet the harms done the fears and the sexual conduct I call them the Joe and Charlie worksheets because um, that's where my sponsor got them when she went and she did a Joe and Charlie Big Book Comes Alive weekend. And the sheets are taken, the format of the worksheets are taken directly from the big book. And then also um, what I will include is a link to uh, those worksheets. And then also um, uh, a friend, uh, a fellow, her sponsor gave her a resentment defect checklist to help answer you know, um, the columns around where have you been selfish, self-seeking, self-centered, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then also what I've done for this assignment um, is I've interviewed my sponsees and a fellow around how they approached doing their four steps, like the logistics of that. So hopefully you'll find that very helpful. I have to break it up into two um, podcasts because I recorded them on two different devices and the um, I don't have enough of a high-tech system that I can um, merge all the files together, which was frustrating. So I'll have to do a homework um, 15 and 16 part one and then a homework part two. Okay, so hopefully um, this will give you enough information to be able to um, get going on your four step. And then if you have any questions, there's a link on my uh, podcast that takes you to my G drive that has all of these documents that I keep referring to. Among those documents 
is my contact info and you can email me um, or text me. Okay, good luck. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Nicole and I know that I've been uh, slacking off on the next homework assignment which is starting on your step four, but that is because I've not quite known how to explain it to you. So I've come up with the brilliant idea of interviewing um, a couple of my sponsees and asking them how they went about their four steps. So to start, I'm here with Stacy. Hello. And um, and so I we expect in this podcast that you listen to the earlier assignment, which is where you get to just write everything that you're mad about. And then you get to just share what you're angry about. And so then it sort of comes down to, Stacy, what do you do after that? So you got to come over to my house. You got to tell me like all the stuff that you were mad about, all the things that you were upset about. And I said, yes, great. We hugged. You left. And I said, okay, go. (laughs) (laughs) Do your four step. (laughs) Finish it, you know. Yeah. Um, Well, one thing I have to just to give a little context on my experience in working with you on the fourth step. Um, So I come from AA. You know, my first fourth step is the old school four columns. You know, Mr. Brown, whoever it was, you know, that I resent, you know, just doing kind of the straightforward and, and doing it all at once. So, you know, once you start on the left column, you just keep moving your way through. And that's worked really well. You know, it still does. I still do it that way sometimes. Um, You know, and then also the OA workbook, you know, various other things. Um, But yeah, I did love, it was the first time I had just done the anger piece and then paused there. And that was really powerful. Um, Just because, and you and I talked about this a lot, and I know it's a cornerstone of your uh, sponsoring, that especially for women, we need time to like really acknowledge the anger to like really look at it. And I think even for someone like me, and you know I've said this over and over and I'll keep saying it, I'm very in touch with my anger. Like I am not a woman or a person who like, I don't even know what I'm angry about. Or, you know, like, oh no, I get angry easily and I I know what it's about to, you know, to some degree, at least initially. And I, you know, I'm, I'm in touch with that, but even just that method with you of identifying it and then the pausing and just kind of holding it, um, that was different because it did start to show me on a deeper level of just a deeper understanding of then like the connections of where this anger comes from, you know, not going straight to reactivity, which is something I still struggle with. Um, or straight to how, how are you to blame? Yeah. How am I to blame or how am I going to fix it? Mm-hmm. Right. Like those are pretty much the two paths out of there. Um, and yeah, and I definitely have a strong desire. It's like, yeah, I'm very in touch with my anger and I can identify all these, you know, people and things I'm angry with, but how do I, how do I fix that now? Like, please help me, you know, get rid of this or alleviate it or, you know, do something, but uh, just accepting it, right? Like so many other aspects of recovery of all of this, of like accepting this anger that, you know, that it's here and yeah, kind of the whole like making friends with it, just like with shame and anything else, right? Of like, okay, you're telling me something and I'm going to look you in the eye and soak that in before I move on, mm-hmm. right? Before I take action. Um, in other words, try to take control in a lot of, <laughs> a lot of cases. Um, 
Yeah, so that really stood out to me. And then I think, so then going into the next stages of it um, after that, all of that said, like you know, sitting with the anger, I also have to have tools ready to use every day, multiple times a day, as I'm still sitting with that anger and then going through the next stages of, you know, identifying what it affects in my life and then, you know, mm -hmm. moving into my part because it's, it's very present there with me. And, you know, and that's the kind of uh, difficult emotion that really starts to weigh on me when it's very upfront in my, my consciousness. Like that's, it, it very easily builds into negative behavior for me. So I really had to be working on my, you know, meditation, like in a very deliberate way, you know, more than you know, I, when I could do sort of my regular half-ass way, it's like I had to be, you know, much more focused on it. Yeah. Um, and then just continuing to talk about it. I look at it again, it's very similar to shame um, in that it's like, oh, now that I've identified this anger, I'm like really noticing it even more. And I'm, again, I'm wanting to jump ahead. I'm wanting to like, can we please process and fix? And yes, that's happening as I'm going into the next stages of the fourth step, but it's gonna take a while. And so really staying close to my tribe, you know, really reaching out and being like, yeah, I'm just walking around feeling angry again today, you know, or this or that, um, noticing how it's touching on other things in my right. life and not, again, like so many other things in recovery, not being alone with it, yeah. not being like, and now here I am walking around with this burden and I'm even more pissed off, right. you know, of like be, knowing it's okay. And yeah. then I can just share it with people like, I'm going to be feeling this way maybe for a little while or, or, or for how, however long it takes me to finish doing this fourth step. Not yeah. like I'm going to be angry the entire time, but it's going to be yeah. up for me. So I really need to surround myself with calming, you know, influences and just things in my life and being and staying connected to people. Yeah. yeah. And then just then, okay, so that's doing the anger thing. Now, did I tell you to make sure and write your list of anger in the sheet? So because I was like, you are eventually going to have to, um, so did you do that or did you write it all out by hand? Yeah, I think I actually wrote it in my, like I had the format, but I actually wrote it out. I always use like a journal mm -hmm. uh, to do all of my step work. So I yeah, just wrote it hand, you know, wrote it out and in pages. And then you had to transfer it to the um, electronic um, I don't think I transferred it. I think basically I made my own columns. Oh, like you I made just your basically own. Okay. yeah put the format into my journal and okay. then wrote it in there in my own columns okay. because the handwriting really works well sure. for me. It's no, very it's powerful. Great. To okay. like, it slows me down. Yeah. Right. It makes there's something more visceral about it when I'm handwriting versus yeah. typing. Um, yeah. So I basically took your structure and then just yeah. kind of laid that out in your um, journal. And yeah. then how did you start to even look at like. So I suppose when you were doing like things that you were angry about, you already had kind of gone through a sort of like timeline thing of trying to bring back things that you were, you know, like structurally, how did you approach the project of the fourth step? Oh, just like coming up with the first part, the anger part? Or just again, you know, we're talking to, you know, the, you know, person who's trying to do this mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, like for example, well, again, doing my, um, when I started with the four step, uh, I got all my old address books out, mm -hmm. you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, just to, it's basically trying to organize your memories, mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah, and I think it's like giving yourself enough time and space because for me, it's once I, it's like you're you're dredging some, you know, pond that's like really muddy and silty, and so you can't see, you know, anything that's in there. And so you're starting, you know, you're dredging things up. And then as you're, you know, see one thing, it's tangled up in something else. And well, you better keep pulling because there's something else back in there. Yeah. So, so how did you approach that? How did you approach the fearless and searching? Um, well, again, part of this that works into my advantage is that anger is one of the most present emotions for me, for well, better, for for better or worse. Anger, sexual harms, yeah. you know, harms done conduct or fears how did you right well I think starting with the anger helps me just because I'm very aware of it so once I that's like the surface layer right that's the outer layer for me of how I'm using that as a protective emotion to cover all the other you know stuff so if I can tap into that that's kind of like first layer which is also what worked really well about the way that we did it where we kind of paused because it's like that's that's really getting into step one because I can t- tell you I can rattle off you know ten people I'm mad at today, yeah, right? And then and it's that's like why also just so you know that's why I have people start with anger, right? It's, it's because we there's a much more willingness to write about what you're angry about, right? It's a feeling of power, yeah. And that's I know why that's why I dwell in it. Yeah. Um, so I can do that, and then I can also look at you know some of those people. It's going to be long standing, right? You know, there's going to be a version. It might just be one little action that yeah. is triggering me today, but it's related to things that go back years. Yeah. So I, for that person, I might have then, you know, my parents, for example, yeah. multiple, you know, layers of things that yeah. I then start adding in, you know, and I'll, I might have their name and then kind of, my stuff gets really sloppy, but as long as I have like stars and kind of footnotes, I yeah. can sort of keep it all together as yeah. I'm, you know, adding things, but I'm, I'm pretty stream of consciousness with okay, it. Like cool. this is one thing and I'm a writer as well. So I definitely, in my experience, it has definitely helped me to not like, try to edit as far as like let me keep this let me try to organize my thoughts or yeah, keep them organized yeah. like for me that does not work it's like there's something knocking on my mental door right now like you better answer it and yeah. like get down whatever that is and then you might I'll find some connection to it later right and yeah. then I'll like jot something else down and realize oh those things are you know it's either related in that person or some other theme so I just try to get it all down and not like worry about like where it needs to go or yeah you know that type of thing um yeah, and so like just starting to notice those things, and then again, I think it's once I open up space for that, and and definitely think about it a stream of consciousness, not editing myself. A lot of things start coming up. Right. I think I my brain starts getting to that mode of like, oh, you're sh- you're showing me and telling me it's safe to, right. you know, let some of this out, and then more things just start coming out. Do you like? If, if too many things are coming while you're trying to write about one, do you, like, have a little thing on the side where you make little, like, remembering notes, like, Dan, oh, shit, oh, Sylvia, oh, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, like, third grade teacher, you know what I mean? Because you're still, right. your brain's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got oh, more for you. And then, and then there's this, and then there's yeah. this, and then, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, sometimes there's the flood, and it's like, I'll have, like, a little post-it, yeah, or yeah. just an extra page, like, jot that down, you'll get back to yeah. the details, but, like, something just occurred to you yeah about that person so go circle back um or like when you're walking around it you know when you're not sitting there because again you're engaging in the process so you might be at the grocery store and something pops into your mind did you mm -hmm. have a little note or did you 
Yeah, and again, for me as a writer, this is second nature. Um, so that really serves me that I carry, a, literally I carry a notebook. Mm -hmm. I'm old school in that way. And I also put notes into my phone at this point. Um, but like, you know, I literally carry a, a notebook and a pen. So I'll like bust that out right. if I need it. And yeah, because it's like once again, once that you start that dredging process yeah. and like you're pulling it up, it's like it kind of starts loosening on its own yeah. or, you know, whatever analogy you want to use. So I have to be ready because things are going to be popping up as That's I'm living I mean. my life. Yeah, exactly. It literally happened today because I'm working on a fourth step <laughs> in ACA and I'd done a little writing this morning yeah. during, you know, some of my sacred morning time that I actually got this morning. And I got a lot out, but then because I'd gotten a lot out, yeah. and it's like, there's usually still a little more, yeah, right? Yeah. I was thinking about it as I was, you know, walking around with my kids and then had some challenges with my kids that like definitely tapped more into. And it was like, oh, that part. And I was <laughs> walking around like, you gotta, like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to remember it because it's feeling pretty intense right now. But as soon as I had an opportunity, I got the workbook yeah. out and added some more. And, you know, again, like got over the fact that like it's super sloppy and there's notes crammed in all over the place. But the the important thing is I got to get it out yes. and it's it has to get out there yeah. to be a thorough, a searching and fearless yeah. moral inventory and to be thorough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just like having your radar on, right? And then being prepared for that. Or like what some people do with, you know, dream journals. Yeah. Or I know some writers do this where they have a notebook by their bed. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when something occurs to you, like... You just write it it's all It's there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you'll process it and organize it. And like your sponsor, like, they'll yeah. help you go through it. Um, yeah, so just being like ready to catch it. Yeah. Right? I it think also up. at the end, or so when you said... I, I may not have said this exact phrase, but something to the effect of when you're like, okay, I think I'm done. I said, okay, well, I want you to do whatever you need to do to make sure you're done. Meaning like, and again, because I'm always thinking of the fearless and searching. Mm -hmm. So searching, like, mm -hmm. you know, so whether that's sitting there and thinking about like, okay, kindergarten, where was I? Mm -hmm. Um elementary all who are who are all of my exes and mm -hmm. did you do anything like that towards the end to to answer that like you know I feel I can say mm -hmm. I did a searching in fearless moral inventory it's just an open question it's yeah just, I'm not checking you no it's okay <laughs> um yeah so well first it's kind of related to what you mentioned earlier to circle back to like so anger first layer easiest to access you know, and then I think fear next, which makes the most sense again to me because like all of my anger has to do with fear. Yeah. And then you start getting into even, you know, deeper. It's like sex and grief. Like now we're getting, you know, shame. deeper and deeper. Yeah, shame. So it's, it's like, um, again, it's like dipping your toe in and starting to slowly wade in yeah. and now you're ready to go deeper and deeper and yeah. you don't you know jump in doing a cannonball yeah. into the deep end right it's like <laughs> no i've i've done each of these i've yeah. moved through each of these stages and now yeah. I, I feel ready by the time i'm doing the you know sexual inventory or yeah. the grief or the shame yeah um so <clears throat> excuse me i think that's really important and i think my original my first first fourth step and this is where like the relief of the fourth step yeah. I always will love it for this. Um, I've been carrying those things around for so long. Like the baggage was so heavy right. and um, noticeable. I didn't have to think that hard. It was like, oh, thank God I get to put this name right. or this incident down. Yeah. Like, you know, it took a little time to 
to kind of remember, you know, some of those things. It's like, oh, right, that, you know. Yeah. I've been carrying that boulder around. Yeah. And, you know, again, with just sort of like a little, t- you know, time and awareness. Oh, it's like, thank you. Yes, the opportunity yeah. to put this down. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of, I would get on a roll. It's like, once I think through all the relationships and like mm-hmm. those would sort of tumble out. You know, I try to think of it in categories. That definitely helps family stuff. Right. right? Your core family, your family yeah. of origin. Work. Uh, work. Yeah, definitely partners, like the life categories. You know, exactly. Um, sexual escapades, mm-hmm, you know, which mm-hmm. I think of as different than partners. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. You right. Know. Yeah, so kind of going through each category, you know, yeah. again, it's sort of like timeline. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think I've covered the the chronological, yeah. you know, if you go through those periods. And with ACA, and it's also, in, I'd say, some other programs, mostly in ACA, but it's helped me otherwise, um, going through some childhood pictures, you know, sometimes yeah. that's for the definitely for the family of origin stuff. But um, also it might bring, you might see pictures of faces of people that you're like, oh, yeah. Yes. That fucker. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, and you don't even know his name, but you can be like the kid that blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. So exactly. Just these different things that might strike some, you know, very, a long buried memory. Um, yeah. So that's been really helpful too. It's just getting, you know, sometimes visual. Right. Reminders. And on that note, I want to say that my, my direction has always been, it doesn't matter how petty or small it is. Mm-hmm. How free do you want to be? Mm-hmm. You know? And the idea is, it's like, for me, what I sort of did was, I could, it's like, maybe when I first think of it, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, Bobby Sue or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm not angry about that anymore. But if I were to start telling you the story mm-hmm. of it, I would actually get to a place where I'm just like, yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, so there's still an emotional charge there. Yeah. I want to be free of that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always, and I know that Earl H agrees with me on that, which is like, just put it in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's so much easier to cross things off and realize oh. that, you know, than to go back and, right. you know, try to like, you know, find things that you've missed. It's like, just you know, overdo it. Yeah. Again, it's like open the doors wide, Yeah. Right? cast a wide net. Yeah. And you know, when you're sharing your fifth step, your sponsor, you know, if something starts like, Oh, I think we've heard a version of that yeah. already. You know, it's like, let's move on to the next or, uh, it's like, yeah, then that's where you go into like the editing process, if you will. You know, it's like, um, yeah, again, just not discriminating in yeah. the, that first stage and you know I didn't really have this issue but I hear people talk about it you know and I wrote on it for six months and filled you know two three ring binders you know and it's like well that's where you work with your sponsor and you stay in touch with them about your progress because and quite honestly I would be like and I'm glad you brought this up because for some people they have actually three ring binders of resentments I'm like bring it Mm -hmm. here's my here's my guidance Two hours a week mm-hmm. because you don't want to do too mm-hmm. much because you got to function. Mm-hmm. So with the whole dredging mm-hmm. thing, you can't be dredging and right. dredging and dredging. <laughs> you know what I mean? And have all of these old feelings overwhelm you. Right. And, the, and so it's like no two hours. Right. And if you and I have a couple, and if you are still writing, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. Well, apparently you are holding on to a lot of anger mm-hmm. and resentment and fears mm-hmm. and whatever. 
I personally, I know that some people are like, you've got a month. I'm like, no, I'm not going to put an arbitrary time frame on your emotional process. And also, I've already clarified on this podcast that I tend to work with people who this is their second time through the Mm -hmm. steps. Mm -hmm. They've already gone through sort of, so they're dealing with a lot of like deeper stuff Mm -hmm. and a lot of whatever. So, you know, I'm like, so quite honestly, sometimes if people only come to me with one binder, I'm like. (laughs) <laughs> so you did a searching if you're listening yeah. any. and if they're like sure I'm like okay alright you yeah. know what I mean but yeah and I guess I keep going back to writing analogies but yeah you now that's how I think um, yeah in my experience I think there is this that balance of like okay this is as searching as I think it can yeah. be at this point and like I've got to submit my story at some point, or yeah. it's just going to sit there and yeah. and rot and fester, yeah. and nothing's yeah. going to happen with it. So there's that ba- It's a very delicate balance, and everyone's different right. with what that looks like for them. Yeah. Um. But it's, you know, it's it's going to be um, just as destructive if you write all that out or yeah. some of it out, and then it's like you know, kind of half dredged, yeah. and then it's just sitting on the shore. Yeah, it's not being processed through yeah. the process of recovery. And 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 also, and my first sponsor said this, and I say it to everyone I work with as well. It's like, and you'll have a chance to do another, another fourth one. step. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, is that um, I one of my sponsees, she's just like, I think I could just keep writing on fear forever. I think I'm going to have to decide just to stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And it's like as much as you can write up to this point, and that's like, that's where the 10th step comes in, yeah. right? That's where, yeah. you know, other things that we do come in because it's like, yeah, I'm afraid every day, <laughs> right? But it doesn't mean that like my fourth step is, yeah. I can never find a stopping yeah. point for it because, yeah, yeah. there's always going to be new fears, but like, let's kind of yeah. stop at this collection of them yeah. or, you know, up to this point in my life and then examine and then we can. Yeah. And this is also where I think staying in connection to your higher power comes in because it is finding that balance mm. of wanting to know that you you are doing the searching fearless moral inventory and when are you dragging it out mm-hmm. when are you like skirting around stuff and when are you mm-hmm. whatever and again like you know staying in communication with your sponsor and also just staying in communication with your higher power whatever that is because if mm-hmm. it's the process of recovery if it's God or something like that, that's great. You can pray. But for those of us where it's like the process of recovery, if you keep staying in the rooms and engaging in the rooms or on virtual or whatever, you will know, your own little voice will tell you mm-hmm. when you're playing games, mm-hmm. you know, and that's when you, hopefully then the voice of recovery will say, okay, you need to just say I'm done now and mm-hmm. and again just be like okay well it's not perfect but mm-hmm. you know it's like mm-hmm. no well you can do another mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. but we got to keep moving forward so right. that's great so then any last words of support to someone who's sort of broaching or you already said the whole staying connected mm-hmm. meditating you know keeping close to fellows yeah going to a lot of meetings i agree like i needed just, to go to way more meetings yeah, during my four step a lot of meetings just being like held in that kind of space and just hearing the wisdom and experience strength and hope of you know and that relates in all kinds of ways and yeah. i think just sort of the reminder that was for me the reminder of like yes this program is worth it yes the promises are real you can't get to the promises without going through yeah this step and and again and I say this and whenever it comes up in meetings all the time I 
fourth step, it might be my favorite. I don't know. It's kind of changing <laughs> right now as much as it's like I love to hate it. But the level of transformation that I experienced, and I talk about my first one just because like it yeah. was my first one, right? Yeah. I've never done anything like that in my you life lost before. Your exactly. Yeah. I lost my virginity to the fourth and fifth step. And yeah, it was nothing short of a profound transformation yeah. that convinced me that the rest of the steps were something that were gonna yeah. hold, you know, power beyond anything I could yeah. imagine and more transformation. And just knowing that that is there as part of this process and yeah, and knowing that in order to connect with that person in your fifth step, you've got to do that first, that searching inventory for the, in the fourth step because together it's like, you know, they're obviously they gain their power from being used together. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you have to do that, that first part of just the the searching uh, before you get to the, the sharing and then the, the shame healing yeah. right, that happens in the fifth yeah. step. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Thank you, babe. Yeah. Anytime.